Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way It's time to name the neglect from typical food advice. Welcome to the Find Your Food Voice podcast, hosted by me, Julie Duffy Dillon. I'm a registered dietitian with 20 years of experience partnering with folks just like you on their food peace journey. What have we learned? Well, cookie cutter approaches exclude too many people and you don't need to be fixed. It's not you. It's not me. It's all of us. Only together, we can start a movement and fix diet culture. And we will. Let's begin with now. Hey there, welcome to episode 305 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, your host, and I am here for a very special episode that you are going to hear all about a concept called wintering. If it's a new to you concept, I am so excited for your mind to just explode with this concept and how it just neatly aligns with non-diet conversation. It really does. It is radical. It is full of permission and self-compassion, and it may just be what you need to add to your life. So much of finding your food voice is remembering what you need to add, not taking away. So I encourage you to explore this concept. And if you have heard of the concept of wintering, I invite you to listen and find out if you went through the same thing or if you see it the same way. This episode is also including Yelly Cruz, of course, our uh, Find Your Food Voice podcast assistant. She is uh, someone that I've had lots of conversations about this concept of wintering over the last, I think, year and a half that we've been working together. And like I mentioned in the conversation, I am so grateful for my conversations about wintering with Yelly because it really has helped me to add this into my life. So I hope you have someone in your life that also can help you to have unconditional permission to rest in this kind of colder winter season. If you live in the part of the world where you are experiencing winter or whatever you are needing to slow down. All right. Before we get to the conversation about wintering with Yelly, a quick sponsor break. 
This episode of Find Your Food Voice is sponsored by PCOS Power, the group program where me and the PCOS Power team help those of you with PCOS to manage your symptoms, manage blood sugar, all without dieting. So if you're listening to this when it's released in December, we are not enrolling yet, but we will be enrolling mid-January. So if you go to julieduffydillon.com slash power, you can get to all the details and also get on the wait list. Something that I haven't told anyone yet. I don't even think I've told people on the PCOS Power team yet, <laughs> but that's okay. I know they'll be excited about this, is that we are going to have a special coupon code on the podcast. And this last year, I didn't have any coupon codes. It was a new course. We had so many different logistics that we were trying to like manage. So I didn't want to add another thing, another ball to drop basically (laughs) for me to like add to everything. But uh, we are going to be offering a big coupon code in January. So if you are interested in joining PCOS Power in the next cohort, um, mid-January is when we will open up enrollment again. If January is not a good time for you, we are looking at April as the next time currently to enroll. So I just want to help you plan your year, but you will hear in January, a special coupon code just for podcast listeners. So again, get to the details at julieduffydillon.com slash power and listen to the first episode in January. So you can make sure you get the coupon code. I love a deal and I love offering deals. So again, go to julieduffydillon.com slash power. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Yelly, you ready to start talking about wintering? I'm so ready. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. And being excited is kind of funny when you're wintering, but I am too. Um, and I'm excited that we get to talk about this because it's something that I know you and I both value in this kind of weather season, but we've also talked a lot about as we've gotten to know each other. And to kind of set the the stage for a listener right now, something I want to bring up is a year ago, almost like to exactly from when we're recording this, I mentioned wintering and I think it was episode 272 and 73, right in there, um, because that was the time last year where we were going from the Love Food Podcast and preparing to change the name to Find Your Food Voice, going from one website to a different website and, and changing the brand. We were also like changing around the PCOS course offering. Like we were doing a lot of changes. And um, so as I was recording, I was like, hey, if you want to know more about it, go to this website. But yet, if you're going at this time, go here. And and, and it w- became really obvious to me that for many, um, I don't know, people who do like online business stuff, they probably would have had all their shit together in, at that point. And I was like, too bad for you. I'm wintering. I'm not, I don't have my shit together. And then I'm like, I used to have like 
this pressure on myself to be prepared. And a lot of the times I'm prepared, but I mean, not always, but especially I've noticed in certain seasons of my life that I like, no, I'm not. And so I had mentioned wintering. And as we were preparing for this episode, I remembered talking about the concept of wintering with some friends that I have a text thread with. And I don't know if I ever mentioned, I think I mentioned it to you, Yelly, but I don't think I've mentioned on here this text thread that's called The Alliance um, that started (laughs) with COVID. A group of people that live in like, I don't know, within a mile of me, a group of us kind of started this text thread during COVID and kind of clung to each other. And now we've become like really, really good friends. And The Alliance thread the concept of wintering came up and um, it was really funny because we were kind of talking about it and I was so glad because it felt like it was starting to be normalized. And one of uh, my friends in this Alliance thread, she like mentioned a podcast episode that she had listened to and that's how we started talking about it. And it was, um, I don't know if you've listened to it, Yelly, but it was on the On Being podcast and it was episode 10, 12, 1012. <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. Um, It was a really great uh, podcast episode where they interviewed the author of the book, Wintering. And my friend, Jen, she texted after like a lot of us were listening to the episode. She said, today has been glorious. I didn't even make it through the whole podcast on wintering because I fell asleep wintering. And I was like, (laughs) Jen for the win. So um, just to kind of get us started, I wanted to name all of that stuff, but Let's talk about what even wintering is to you and me. Yeah, Ellie, do you want to go first? Like, tell us like what wintering means for you. Yeah. Um, so I first heard of wintering actually through you as well, because you know that I'm a book fiend um, and you <laughs> recommended the book Wintering by Catherine May. Um, so that was kind of like my first in to that. Um, I have, I believe wintered, my entire life, honestly, during kind of like this time of the year, the like final moments, final weeks of December and kind of leading up to it because um, um, every year around this time growing up, my parents and I would visit Venezuela and like Mm. go back there because that's where we were from. And so growing up, I always kind of had this like month long period of time where I got to like step out of everything that was going on in my life and just like be in a different place and slow down and do things that I loved and like be with people that I loved. So that has always been very baked into just what I anticipate in my life every year. And recently, um, I've continued doing that kind of like in my new family with my partner. Um, we usually take the last two weeks off, um, of December every year and just potato and like are super slow at life and do nothing and like watch movies. Um, And yeah, I think that within the context of the book, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Catherine May kind of like comes up with this concept of wintering in relation to her journey with like chronic illness and like just chronic Mm -hmm. health concerns. But yeah, I really just kind of like saw that reflected in my life in terms of like this time period where you just slow down um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I guess that that's kind of like how it appears for me. Well, I have to tell you, you're the first person I've ever heard use the word potato as a verb. <laughs> so great. 
Um, and if there's one way to define it, that probably is like the best way to define it is to potato, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just let yourself be. And yeah, the way I remember Catherine May describing wintering and the definition of it, like in the book, she talks about different cultures and how they have these seasons based on the colder seasons where there's like less darkness or there's more darkness. and um, there's this time of like rest that is celebrated and like look for is like they look forward to it. It's built into their life in this whatever culture she described. She described many different cultures that had it. And then there was also this sense of like um being connected, but not in a very chaotic way, but in a really slow way. And the way you described your trip to Venezuela, they're like, that sounds just like what she was talking about, you know, just making sure there's connection and having quality time together, but also not a lot of pressure with it, you know? And um, so yeah, she talks about it as like cultural weather and then also a season. So she said like, I think a season in nature and a season of life. And I know for me, I think of it now as like a pre-planned, like making space for rest and retreating like not going to all the things unless I really want to, like oodles of permission to like check out, not participate. And now that's how I think of it. But when I first started to notice it was sitting on a therapist's couch after another January where I felt like a depressive episode was just getting so intense that I couldn't like handle it. And she, and I was like, huh, I think this happens every January. What's going on? And as we like looked through the little like layers and themes, it became really apparent that November, December was just so hard. And, and I was, I needed to rest more yet. If I didn't by January, I was a mess, (laughs) you know? And my therapist was like, you know, sometimes for folks that that experience of depression is their body's way of telling them to, to rest kind of uh, like a last ditch effort, like, please just take a break, (laughs) you know? And, um, so I was like, okay, thanks. Thanks therapist. And so then the next season, I remember just looking for that and, and then starting to like, see, okay, by preemptively preparing to winter or whatever, you know, I, don't think I had that name yet. It helped my whole year just have more ease. You know, it didn't like cure depression, but it sure made it a lot easier to manage the ebbs and flow of it. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of like, for me, what I've started to define it as, is like, it's like the self-care that I need in this season. Mm -hmm. On this On Being episode, the author of Wintering mentioned um, Wintering and this interview was done in the very early stages of the pandemic. And she was using this theory of like, maybe the pandemic life is like this big collective um, time for wintering. And uh, almost like my depression that was like, you need to set the fuck down. (laughs) It's like basically pandemic um, is like, let's just like help the world pause and, um, yeah, just, just be for a while. And, um, I don't know. So that was, she was like, it was like, this is the universe's big wintering right now. So wanted to mention mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What were you going to say? 
Um, just when you were saying about kind of taking care of yourself leading up to that point in December where you kind of feel that breaking point come on, I was um, scrolling through Instagram the other day and there's this um, therapist I think that I follow on Instagram called Nedra Glover Tawab. And she was talking about this concept of pre-care, um, which mm-hmm. I thought was super interesting interesting. And I immediately kind of like thought of you because I wanted to tell you about it. Um, and it was basically along the same things of kind of like, you and I talk a lot about this because we obviously collaborate a lot in um, mm-hmm. crafting the podcast about just acknowledging that there is a big moment coming up and that that big moment for us that is coming up is um, just this act of wintering and this act of like stepping away because I am like you in that if I don't take that time, then it, mm-hmm. that like feeling of burnout will compound and it will bleed into the following year and it will just mm-hmm. kind of like get worse until my body starts screaming at me to like rest mm-hmm. and take a break. Yes. Um, and I think that I am like really grateful and have learned a lot from the way that you and I collaborate together because we are very open and, um, yeah, just honest with ourselves and with each other about like needing that pre-care and needing that break Mm -hmm. and um, saying, oh, like we know that we need to do all of our work by this time because after this time, Mm -hmm. then we will not, we will not be at our best. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think working with you, you've helped me normalize that. Like it's okay to talk about like, oh, I think I need to have the line here (laughs) because otherwise it's just going to, Maybe I could handle it, but it's just going to feel like too heavy for me. And you've really helped like that to become like a normal environment in our work relationship, which I really appreciate. Um, well, and you know, I, one thing I was wanting to also discuss that we've already started to kind of unpack is like, how did we learn we needed to winter? And, you know, I, I uh, mentioned like, I could tell my depression has cycles to it. And you mentioned having this kind of season that your family would always go to Venezuela and connect with family and have like blocked off your schedule basically for it. Um, has there been any, any other cues that you've picked up on along the way that you're like, Oh, this is how I learned. I actually need to do this for myself. Have we unpacked all of them for you? Um, I think that the other thing is just general, I think signs of burnout. Like I can feel myself, Mm -hmm. um, this is the first year that I've worked a full like big girl nine to five job from the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year to the end of the year. And I think that um, I definitely am starting to feel myself in kind of like that job that takes up a huge portion of my time Mm -hmm. become more irritable and just more, (laughs) I guess, like easily frustrated with everything and less motivated. And those kind of like key indicators that I'm creeping towards burnout um, are mm-hmm. really important for me because I I don't think I've always recognized them as indicators of burnout. I think that it's only mm-hmm. been in the past couple of years that I've been in tune with that enough to recognize mm-hmm. that pattern rather than just kind of like charging ahead until I'm burned out and being like reactive in that way. Yes, um, yeah. But definitely recognizing that in myself is helpful to start that process of pre-care and start thinking about wintering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I don't know about you, but this year, the the seasonal affective disorder is really hitting me hard this year. The uh, mm-hmm. as, like I 
felt the shift as soon as the daylight savings time switched over. Like that Mm -hmm. next week was an awful week for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that timing wise as well is a big cue for me to just, I think, start the wintering process, not full out, but just start like being a little bit gentler and moving a little bit slower and like giving myself that permission. Yeah. You know, I had written down the time change too, because what um, I basically have learned from some having some of these cycles is that I will burn out in December, January, and also June, because May is a really tough month um, just because of my school-aged children. But if I start to do this pre-care, which I am in love with that word, (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned it. Um, I basically need to start the pre-care at the time change. Because it's same with you. Like as soon as the time change happened, actually it was like a week or two before I was like, wow, I can tell I need more sleep. Like I, um, if I didn't have anything to do, I would sleep from midnight to eight. And I can't sleep until eight because I have a kid that leaves for school at 7.30. So I have to be up before then. So it's usually like 11 to seven. And what I noticed a week or two before the time change is like, I was like ready to go to bed so much earlier and I wanted to sleep longer. Like I basically needed an extra hour on each end. (laughs) And I joke about myself that I'm like, I'm not an early bird or a night owl. I'm a bear. Like I just need to sleep. And (laughs) the more, the better. And especially in this season. And, and also again in like May, which is a really tough month again, because of just any parent out there that has school-aged children, I have a feeling you're like, oh God, yeah, May is a mess. Um, I just need more sleep too, just because it's like, I'm basically a taxi driver nonstop to all the events and stuff. Um, But yeah, so like basically I I noticed that I start to need it at the time change and, um, and yeah, and by May. And by doing this, like now a few cycles, what I've noticed is that like I said earlier, my depression cycles do feel easier. And here's the other thing that's really cool for me. I don't know if you've experienced this, but like when I used to go through these cycles before and by January being totally burned out and feeling super, super depressed is I would feel like kind of, uh, I don't know, like something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I handle my shit? Why can't I um, just enjoy the holidays and then ease into January and <laughs> to just keep going? I I thought something was broken in me. And by doing this differently and having this pre-care, I am like, oh, like it's like it helps me to see a bigger picture, like less personal and more like, oh wow, life is just a lot right now. And oh, this is my body's way of telling me I need some self-care. So I love that. Like whenever my self-talk is easier on me, I'm a big fan. So like, that's why like the wintering concept is something that I like hope so many people can like connect with because I don't know, I hope everybody has more self positive self-talk just makes life so much easier for me at least. Um, have you noticed anything like that? Mm -hmm, Definitely. I think that, um, a huge aspect of my depression around this time of year does come from that kind of expectation. I think that, Mm -hmm. I think that there is like society has this expectation that this time of the year moves super quickly. 
which is in conflict with me wanting to move slowly. Like when you think about the holidays, you Mm -hmm. think about Boxing Day, Cyber Monday, like all of these kind of like capitalistic days where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, everybody's in a rush and all of the Christmas shopping. And like I even the past couple of times that I've gone out to go shopping, I've sensed that kind of shift in the mood and it just drives me bonkers. (laughs) It's so frustrating to me. Um, And I think that in the past couple of years, especially, I also have been really working hard to kind of give myself permission to not do that and to go against the grain and, um, yeah, like just give myself permission to go to bed at 8 PM if that's when I feel like I need to fall asleep, which is obviously a lot easier when you don't have other people that you need to care for. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, the permission and also just that kind of allowing me to have more positive self-talk and to not feel down about myself mm-hmm. for not kind of fitting into that that mold or that picture of what I should be doing at this time of the year has been really beneficial too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like wintering is almost like this parallel to non-diet work. You know, it goes against so much of like the shoulds and this rigid way of thinking that we have about food, about also like just caring for ourselves and like how we live our life. And I love that. Um, Before we run out of time, I was hoping to just brainstorm um, how we have prepared to winter because it's something that I noticed you and I talking about even outside of the season, way before like I can remember us talking about it as we were preparing for this season, um, trying to figure out when to have episodes because um, like we know, like we'd like to have episodes coming out as we are launching projects and things like that. And we'd be like, oh, but wait, we're launching PCOS Power in January. So we want to have some episodes so people can get to know us, but we don't want to be like recording episodes and like doing transcripts in like, end of December. (laughs) So how are we going to do this? And so even now recording this episode, it's November, but folks are listening on December 15th or later. So um, I know that's for us, that's like one thing, but yeah, how how have you prepared to to winter? For me, um, I have, I think kind of along the same vein, I have done the tasks, the big tasks that I need to do in December, I have tried to kind of like get a jump on them. So I have, Mm -hmm. I always like my family does gifts for Christmas. So I have like bought all of the gifts. I bought Mm -hmm. them like earlier this month so that I don't have to go out in the middle of December and like be Mm -hmm. infuriated with the state of shopping at that time of year. Um, I also have been working with my therapist recently to really like build in positive um, self-care practices for when I feel myself slip into kind of like the depression and the negative self-talk because it still happens. So I have put together these like little almost like self-care menus of like different activities that I can do for myself. So like meditating or yoga or like, I don't know, coloring. And then that like pre-care as well of having like putting that together ahead of time is super helpful for when I am kind of feeling that, that slow listen, slowness in me and that Mm -hmm. low mood to be able to just kind of like pick something and not have to think about it at all. Um, Yeah. I think that those are the main two things for me and just a lot Mm -hmm. of like permission and, um, Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I think just like feel like uh, standing my ground and trying to reassure myself that like, I know myself and I know that this is what I have to do to like be okay starting January and not be burnt out and really like standing firm in that and not letting other people or just like other things make me feel guilty about that is huge and mm-hmm. really hard sometimes. But um, I think really uh, that like unconditional permission is really the most important yes. part for me to lean into it. Yes. I like how you said too, like standing your ground, like, cause we, it's, I, I think it's important to acknowledge how this is so, so countercultural and for so many folks, it's not going to be accessible in the same way we're doing it. And there may be ways to like add some wintering in, but, um, it's a challenge just because yeah, the rest of the world is not really doing this. <laughs> so standing your ground, I know, uh, for me, what, um, how I prepare just like you, like the self-compassion and unconditional permission, like reminding myself, um, it's really easy to kind of go through the like pictures in my brain of past years and how without wintering and preparing to do this, how it has impacted the rest of like my family and myself and my mood. And so when I do it versus when I don't kind of comparing those, okay, I'm like, Oh, this is worth the effort in, September, October to kind of just get ready for it. And then also have that kind of unconditional permission to like do this really radical self-care. I know for me too, the other thing is besides like scheduling it, like we already mentioned is I like to, when I go to the grocery store every single time that if like, if I'm buying a week's worth of groceries, I always buy at least one dinner meal. That's like so easy. Like it's just plop in the microwave. So when it gets closer to this time of year, it's more than one. It's it's going to be like I make sure I have like two or three dinners each week already in the pantry so I can just make some macaroni and cheese for dinner or something like that that makes it easy. And um, so I, I kind of prepare in that way. Like what are some really easy to cook foods? And I like the... Um, the, what did you say? The menu, the self-care menu. Like as I think about that for easy to prepare self-care things, I think um, about like I have, um, I remember in November being like, oh, let me order enough of the tea. I like the hot tea. I like, that's one of the things that I love to do is just like even holding the tea. um, I'm like, okay, it gets me in the zone of getting cozy. And um, one of the things I do um, throughout the day to kind of help me just with like, um, like nervous system regulation. Um, you know, I have Doug, my dog, he's still a puppy. He's a big mess, but he's so cute, but he needs like, oh, still a lot of attention. And so taking a walk around the block, like a total stroll, slow walk has been something that I'm like, I can tell I need, I not like I do a, um, a long ones, but it's just really short strolls just to like feel the air and feel the silence except for dog uh, the dog barking at random folks um that also is something that i know that i need more of so when i'm looking at my schedule i'm like let's make sure there's some space in there like don't compact everything together so you can have time to do all this stuff so that's the other thing too for me and the one last thing I'll mention is like with those foods is I do like to have more warm foods. And, you know, I live in the Southeastern part of the United States. So like in the summer, it's like 
too hot for me to cook. I already don't like cooking. But then if I, in the summer, I have to go in a hot stove or oven, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be near you. So I like lots of cold foods. But then in the wintertime, I'm like, nope, soup, hot teas, like anything that is like warm or hot, I make sure I also have like those built into the system. And um, because otherwise then I'm like, meh about the food, you know? And I want it to enhance the wintering. <laughs> yes. so. You know, that's funny that you mentioned that. I definitely um, I definitely do that as well. I have warmer foods. And then also recently I have been having a really hard time um, knowing what I want to eat. Like my appetite mm. has just been funky recently. So I've been really mm. kind of just like leaning into that and buying more snack foods as well. Like things that I don't necessarily yes. have to um, mm-hmm. Actually, this is semi-related, but I saw this TikTok the other day of this person. I'll try to find it, but she prepares like a little, um, I can't remember what she called it, but basically like a, uh, a food on the go, like tray for yourself for when you don't know what to eat. And she was like ahead of time, buy the things that you know, you like and buy snacky things things that you don't have to prepare and just keep the tray in your, your fridge. And that way, when you don't know what to eat, you can just pull it out and you'll have tons of options that you like didn't have to think about. Um, so I think that, that that is something, yeah, that is a good option as well. Oh, I love that. You know, that I, something that I would, um, when I was working one-on-one with folks, I would often talk about, um, you know, people oftentimes would we feel really ashamed about binging or feeling out of control with food and, I, and I know you agree with this, Yelly, like this is a big part of self-care. Like sometimes eating in those moments is like the way we get through the moment. And my clients and I would talk about kind of pre-packing, like what kind of food provides you the moment to help you to feel soothing, um, soothing, no, how to, how to feel soothed, I guess is the right word. And so pre-packaging or like putting together this really nice kind of like presentation, even with like a little note to yourself, like, Hey, I packed some things that may help you in this moment and, um, give yourself permission to get through it however you need to and having foods there then to make sure there's enough, you know, um, kind of reminds me of that. And yeah, so wintering is like what I'm hearing both of us say is like radical permission and slowing the shit down, (laughs) slowing down. Um, and it may be for a season and it may be many times throughout the year and it may be individual or maybe based on weather, but you know, it may be something to just really explore and maybe this is the year to do it. So before we end anything else that we didn't unpack? Um, no. Is there anything else you wanted to unpack? I don't think so. I think that may be it. And this is the second to last episode for the year. So, you know, it's almost time to say bye to 2022 and find your food voice. But, you know, it's a good way to end is thinking about all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back. We'll We'll be back in 2023. We need the rest because we know what January is all about. So... Well, thank you, Yelly, for carving out time in winter mode and yes, talking you. about wintering. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> Bye. 
So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Yelly Cruz on wintering. I hope it gives you permission for more ease in this season and any season that you need it. All of the notes you may have heard about in today's podcast, like the actual book called Wintering, TikToks and Instagrams, those are all in the show notes. So you can reference them now or in the future. And this Find Your Food Voice podcast episode was sponsored by PCOS Power. Remember, we are enrolling in January. So go ahead and get to all the details and join the wait list at julieduffydillon.com slash power. If you enjoyed this episode, we are so grateful. I hope it helps you just to feel more rested in this this season of life that you're in right now. If you left a rating or review, that always helps the show grow. But also sharing this episode or subscribing also helps more people find, find, find your food voice. So we thank you in advance. All right. So we have one more episode coming for you next week before our break until January. So until then, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the Food Voice Pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book fiend, and Colleen Bremner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at julieduffydillon.com, where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.